0: coaches, welcome to the podcast. This episode is going to help you do the most important thing in instructional coaching, and that is build relationships with your teachers. So just like students, we know that building relationships with teachers is foundational to your work together. So I'm so excited to welcome Nita Creekmore of Love Teach Bless to help us talk about this topic today. Thank you for being here, Nita.
1: I'm so excited to be here.
0: Can you introduce yourself to our listeners and maybe a little bit about your educational background or your past?
1: Sure. My name is Nita Creekmore, and I'm originally from Virginia. I now live in Georgia. I'm with I have four kids and my husband, um, Michael Creekmore, i am a school counselor, and I have been in education for 16 years. I was in the classroom for 13 years. Um, I taught fifth grade. I taught first grade. I taught second grade, um, and that's basically it in the classroom. I, I, tab- I dabbled with third grade a little bit, but <laughs> I don't know. I just went back to lower grades. Um, and I became a coach three years ago. So that's kind of where I am. I am in Georgia, right outside of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and I live I work in a fairly rural area. Okay. So, yeah,
0: that's not What was that transition like just real briefly from um teaching to coaching for you?
1: Initially, it's so interesting. I was just talking about this with someone. Mm-hmm. It was a little challenge um moving from being in the classroom, um, to being a like a full-time coach Mm -hmm. and I was kind of saying before um when I was talking with that person I was kind of saying that I was kind of coaching along the way Mm -hmm. because I think sometimes you can coach without having an official title I was doing little things coaching Um, and then when I kind of went like full-blown it was a little challenge just, just adjusting to not having students not Um, beginning the year off, that was a little of a heartbreak. I probably shed a tear, not that I didn't want to be a coach. It was just a change. And I had to get used to being, you know, get used to not having the kids coming into my room.
0: (laughs) Right. I remember that first day. It's hard. It's hard.
1: It is hard. I Mm -hmm. called my husband and I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I am upset. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. Um,
1: And so, um, but that was a little bit of a challenge. Um, and then I, in that summer of transitioning, I actually reached out to you. And I, was, oh, yeah. and I was like, Hey, uh, I don't know what to do. I don't have any resources. Um, and your resources really helped me in the transition right. of, um, like being a coach, you have like a, a booklet, like it's a, like a booklet that tells like almost
0: all the snippets to
1: start, like, hey, this, is the thing you need. this is what you need. you need, your notebook, you need this. And so I just got all the things, um, that was really helpful.
0: That was That's great. Oh yeah. The startup guide. I think the ebook. Yeah. The startup yeah. guide. That's great. Well, I'm glad I could be helpful because that is a hard transition and you do, you feel lonely. Yeah. I felt lonely. I remember standing in the hallway, um, on the first day of school and they asked us to like direct traffic. All the support teachers were directing traffic and, you know, telling kids, okay, well, you're with Miss So-and-so and you're with Mr. So-and-so. And, and, um, I just remember after they all went to their rooms, I was like, well, now what? Like, <laughs> I just was <Yeah>. so sad. <laughs>
1: that first day even like the first week is a little challenging yeah Um, just because you're letting the teachers build their relationships with their students Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you don't want to interfere with that because that's the foundation of their work and so um you know it's kind of like one of those things that I'm like I mean there's things that I can I'm doing but it's just not the same it's very different it
0: looks very different And so that's also the time whenever you're starting to build your relationships with teachers, which is important not only as a new coach, but at any point in your coaching career, it's like an ongoing practice, right? Um, So why is building relationships with teachers so very important? Because they introduced it as like the number one thing. So why is that the case? Why have you found that to be true?
1: We just can't do our work as coaches without building the foundation. It's it's the same thing as being in the classroom, right? If you don't have the relationships with your kids, the work is kind of null and void because it's going to be, you're going to hit a brick wall. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with teachers. Um, if I didn't and don't take that time to build those relationships, my work is null and void. It's like, they don't, it's like their ears close off and yes. it's like a wall up, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not what I want. So taking the time to build those relationships is so important. Um, and I just feel like when it's not done effectively, um, it's harder to do later. Like it's, it's not impossible, but it's, it's very hard to do later.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. People question your motives. I think Yeah. whenever you don't have a good relationship with them, it's like, why are you asking me to do this? Or why are you pushing me in this direction? They don't, they don't trust yeah. you.
1: you. And trust is so important in coaching work. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like building those relationships will open doors for you as a coach. And then you'll be able to do the work that you're there for. To, to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Hey coaches, I'm just going to pop in here really fast because I want to share something with you that I am so excited about. My course for elementary literacy coaches, The Confident Literacy Coach, is live. It's up and running and you can get access to it right now. Now, so here's the deal. When I started out as a coach, I struggled. I had trouble defining my role and communicating it with teachers and administration, and I honestly didn't even know that was something I was going to have to do. I dreaded PLC days because getting my teachers to collaborate, to speak the same language and create lesson plans together was a total nightmare, and I was so stressed out by modeling and co-teaching in classrooms that I actually avoided it for a long time. It was not a happy time for me, <laughs> but things got so much better. I figured out processes to help my teams of teachers work together. I focused on best practices in reading and writing and identified some high impact strategies to support alignment on my campus. And I began to spend more time in classrooms after I planned thoroughly with teachers before lessons. Basically, I started coaching with confidence. I've collected all the processes and tools that I used to do this work, and I've put it all together in one place so you can coach with confidence too. The Confident Literacy Coach is your one-stop shop for everything literacy coaching in elementary school. You'll learn how to define your role and communicate it to your administrator, what best practices you should spend your time on, and my process for collaborative planning, plus so much more that will take your coaching life from frustrated and overwhelmed to effective and confident. You can check it out at Buzzing with Miss. Com. Just click the Confident Literacy Coach at the bottom of the latest post and you'll learn exactly what's in the course and why it will change your coaching for the better. I can't wait to see you there. So why do you think it's so very hard to build relationships with teachers? Because there were some cases, I mean, some places where it was very easy. Yeah. And then sometimes I was like, oh my gosh, like this is just not working, right? So why was it so difficult? And I think it's hard. It's twofold. I think it's hard to build
1: relationships when you're going to a new school because they don't know you usually. Yes. And I also think it's hard to build relationships if you were to, I went to a new school, but if you were to stay in the same school and change levels, so you went from yes. a teacher to are a coach. Um, but I went to a new school and it was challenging at first because it was kind of like the question was like, why are you here?
0: Yeah. You know I mean? who, who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: especially teachers who have never experienced like a coaching relationship. Yes. Um, and so it's kind of one of those things like, I'm good. I don't need you. We're good. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just think that it's so hard because you also have your own feelings about things and hurt feelings and you get in your own feelings about things. And so when you're, when you feel like you're being pushed out or pushed aside, you have to kind of check yourself and check your feelings in order to build those, continue to build those
0: relationships. That is very true
1: you know? And I think when I first became a coach, I was very feeling oriented. So things hurt my feelings. And so mm-hmm. I was like, when people weren't open, it hurt my feelings. Whereas now right. it's like, I don't take it. Per- it's not personal. You know what I mean? And so when you take things personal as a coach, I feel like it does impede your work because you're now taking it personally when it really, most of the time has nothing to do with you as the
0: coach. Yes. That That's very true. Yes, it does. Um, yeah. Something I had to work on And I don't know if this is helpful. It might be kind of weird actually, but whenever (laughs) we all have our weird little things that we tell ourselves to help us through these situations. Well, maybe we don't all, maybe I am the only one (laughs) that I think about it. Um, So I used to think, well, how can it be personal? They don't even know me yet. They don't even know who I am. So how could it be an attack on me? They don't even know me. Exactly. Um, They only know this part of me that they've seen at work or the part of me that they've experienced so far. So that did help me a little bit, but it is hard because Mm -hmm. there are emotions on both sides because we're both human, the teacher yeah. and the coach, both, you, both people are human, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it does make it really stressful um, sometimes whenever people are not accepting your support, or if they're outright mean or rude, mm-hmm. which happens.
1: And so, you're also experiencing feelings, of, so like you said, feelings of loneliness.
0: Yes, and loss. Mm-hmm. And
1: loss, and you don't have like, and I'm the only one at my school, I think it's really helpful when there's more than one coach, because they yes. can't have a partner, um, but it's like you're you're on your own island, and then you're also you may get some just like some people closing the door not literally but figuratively in your face right yes um and so you're like i'm trying i don't have a team anymore i'm by myself like i'm trying to work um and and nobody likes me (laughs) it's one of those things it's a marathon not a race you know what i'm saying right and so because it's a marathon it takes time building relationships takes time it's not one of those things that's just a on and off switch. Now you might have some people like when I first walked in the building. I remember there's this one teacher who completely was so sweet, opened her doors to me. And there's people. There are teachers like that, and there's yes. people that aren't like that too.
0: You know, that's true. Um, yeah. Sometimes you walk in and, and there are some people who right away they're open and excited to have you around because maybe they've wanted support and they didn't have any before.
1: Right.
0: And then there are some that are like, I didn't want it, and I was happy when I didn't have it. <laughs> I didn't ask
1: for this. Yes. <laughs> Right, it's like the, the district over the summer decided that we're now doing coaches, and they, and some of it, it may not be lack, it may be, it may be lack of communication. Like it may yes. be lack of communication that. Yes. Okay, so we're not. We weren't even told that we were getting a coach, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's this new position, and so it's kind of a shock factor for teachers too. So I think it might be some of that
0: too. That's very true. I think whenever I started coaching, I was at a school that had technically had a coach before, but I don't think any coaching work was actually done.
1: Okay.
0: Um, well, okay. The position was called the school-wide project coordinator at the time. Even whenever I started coaching, that's what it was called because it was kind of like an archaic contract that they never updated. Right. Um, they updated a couple years later and then created all these expectations and things that were actually very good. But for a while there, it was kind of like you were used at the principal's discretion. Mm -hmm. So the previous coach had just kind of like coasted along and, you know, done more like admin type stuff. Yeah. And so I think whenever I walked in, people were like, why are you in my room? What are you doing here? You know? And I should have taken the time to really introduce that role, except I didn't completely understand it myself because I had not seen it to that degree either. You know, Mm -hmm. the coaching words that I had seen had been very admin ish as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so yeah, I agree. That can be a big part of it is, is, you serve this role. I was having a conversation with a teacher the other day who was trying to become a coach and she was going Mm -hmm. on interviews and they were asking her about building relationships with teachers. And she was like, well, I've never had a problem with my colleagues. And I said, but this is different because you're going to be on a level that is not, you're not above teachers, but you're not in the same place. You're like a lateral or I don't know, (laughs) you're not, you're not on the team anymore. That is the way they're going to see you at first. So you're not in their grade level and you're kind of like, if you're not careful, you can be considered admin. And that's like, you know, a nail in the coffin.
1: <laughs> it is, and it's a very tricky line. I remember walking into one grade level meeting and everyone stopped talking. Oh gosh. <laughs> like, gee, I wonder what they were talking about. <laughs> and so I was like, uh, okay. And so I don't know if they were, they weren't talking about me, but I, I think it was a situation where, you know, like teams have, where they want to vent and they want to have venting sessions
0: yeah
1: because I'm in the middle of the road
0: right yes
1: it doesn't happen when I'm around yes either. does that make sense
0: yes. yeah absolutely <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they were like venting and they're like oh you know what I mean and that was when I first became a coach it was like oh we can't talk about her you know what I mean yes now because I built those relationships I feel like sometimes um my role is sometimes they come and vent to me right no next steps yes what can I, this is what's happening what right. can I next without going to admin you know what I mean and so but when, when I first became
0: a coach it was like mm,
1: can't talk to her <laughs> yeah she might she rat was, us out <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yes. I can remember a situation once in which we were all sitting in a meeting and I had a grade level that was, they were a tough nut to crack, man. It was rough. And I had been warned. I was like, look out. And I was like, please don't tell me that. That just makes it so much harder. Exactly. So um, they were, one of the teachers said, well, I just feel like decisions should be made by people who are in the classroom." And after that meeting, one of the other teachers called me and said, "I don't think she was talking about you." You're
1: like,
0: I feel like maybe. <laughs>
1: <I'm pretty> sure. Thanks <laughs> for being nice, though. But no.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, that's very sweet, and I'm glad that you see things that way. But I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure she was talking about me. <laughs> so, you- so yeah, it's hard. Relationships are tough. With and with teams of teachers versus individual teachers, you've got that team dynamic, and that makes it tough too. Definitely. Yeah. So what are some actual strategies that you've used to build relationships, like with your whole campus, just kind of a general approach that you take?
1: Okay. So um, there's some things I just do every year. Mm-hmm. And so when I first became a coach, I did this whole cookies with coach thing, brought cookies, and then, you know, wanted them to get to know me and they can check in with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also introducing my role as a coach. Because I know that some people just didn't know my role as a coach. Yes,
0: absolutely. Um,
1: And so it was very important for me to kind of tell them, this is what I can do for you. This is how I can help you. This is how we can help each other. And we're in this together. And I'm not admin. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to go run and say, hey, I work with Johnny Sue today. And then this is what we worked on. And she really needs help with this. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. And so I think the more and more they saw the. I guess the action behind my words, it was, it was better. You know what I mean? I do annually, even now, even now that they know my role as a coach, I always reintroduce my role. Hey, remember, this is what I do. This is what every year I do that. Um, and that's super important. Another thing that I did, and I think it's important that, I, that you do check-ins, like just check in for positive things you see in their room. Like it's not always has to be something you have to work on. So when I first became a coach, to get to know the teachers, I didn't start off with, you need to do this, you need to do that, I went in first to every single classroom, and I set, found something positive to, to leave them, a positive mm-hmm. note to leave them, this was awesome that I saw, I loved how you, um, you know, bent down to the students, and were doing conferences, I love it, because that makes them, you know, it's going to help you build relationships, student and help them to grow and blah, blah, blah. You know, I did, I went around to every classroom when I first became a coach, and I still do that. There's times when I, um, I'm doing different types of walkthroughs and then mm-hmm. there's some, so I'm just doing positive, positive, positive. And there's some times when I'm doing, okay, let's work on this. Come right. see me. Let's chat about this. Um, and so because I started out with the positives, they didn't look at me as like, she's here to just nitpick everything. That right. is that's not my role. And so um, that really helped to build relationships. Another thing that I do, and I do it three times a year, and the, kid, the teachers, I said the kids, the teachers <laughs> really,
0: it's, it's just. It feels <laughs> kind of like that sometimes, right? They're your out, teachers. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, they really enjoy it and look for it. Uh, and when I slack off, they remind me, like we have relationships <laughs> now, so they know like, hey, to so the beginning of the year, I realized that teachers do a lot of assessments. And mm-hmm. so instead of me, um, like modeling, I say, I'm doing your be- the beginning of the year lessons. Like I go in and I do lessons and the teachers can pull kids during that time. They can take a 15 minute coffee break. Cause the beginning of the year is hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, they can do whatever they need to do for that 15 to 30 minute lesson that I do for every teacher that signs up for it. I do okay. at the beginning of the year. It's twofold. It's one of those things that when I first became a coach. I just did for them and they really appreciated it because I'm saying, I value your work. I appreciate your work. um, And I do realize that at the beginning of the year is stressful and you need a break. Either you need a break to pull kids where you don't feel like the stress of having to manage the rest of the class while you're pulling kids um, or just a 15, 20 minute potty break, you know, whatever it is you need, I, you know, I'm I'm giving that to you and teachers sign up for that. And you would be surprised how many teachers sign up for it and it's just saying, Hey, I realize it's a lot right now. Here's about 15, 20 minutes out your day. I'm going to do a, a lesson with the kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do that at the beginning of the year. I do that around um, Christmas time or winter break is another time that it's really stressful and a lot for, for teachers. And I do it at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a time where I'm saying, you don't have to stay in the classroom with me. If you need to go and do whatever you need to do for this 30 minute block, that's fine. And teachers sign up for that. And that helped to really build relationships. But it also helped to, for me to see inside the room a little bit. So that's one way to kind of get into the rooms and kind of see, you know, how the teacher does things. Um, and that was really, um, that was really telling, but it's also really a good way to build relationships. Mm-hmm. And I, last year, I kind of slacked off and I was like late, like sending out the um, schedule and I had a teacher email me. I was like, hey, are you doing the, um, the mid-year lesson that you usually do? Mm-hmm. We need it. And so I was like, oh, well, let me pull this out. You know, so that was really, that's really, really helpful. Um, another thing I did, let's see, I, t- I said the lessons, I said that, oh, I do a positive board. So I also do like a board where you shout someone out. Okay. So that's in your workroom. And so either I'll put things on there, teachers can shout each other out, and they are say, you know, I really appreciate, you know, um, Lucille helping me with this, you know, that was really awesome, and so teachers read those shout-outs, and then I put that on my weekly newsletter, um, the shout-outs, too, like, if I say, oh, I'm shouting out kindergarten for doing this, that Mm -hmm. was really awesome, or I'm shouting out fifth grade for doing this on my newsletters each week, and they look for that, Um, and so those are just some ways to build, like, those positive relationships with teachers, and they really, really value that.
0: I like that a lot. Um, I think focusing on positivity and, and support as well, giving your time, because mm-hmm. teachers, um, that's really one of their, the things that we struggle with the most in the classroom is not having any time. <laughs> um, right. You don't have enough time to teach. You don't have enough time to prepare. You don't have enough time to do all the things that need to get done. So um, giving of your time, I'm sure, is really appreciated, and they know that that means you value their time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's- of that relationship piece
0: yes I used to do a um a little board in my my coaching room a bulletin board and it was called teacher feature and That's so I true. would take pictures of teachers doing things whenever I did classroom visits I would take mm-hmm. little pictures of things and then I'd post like with a little caption up on the board um mm-hmm. and then one year I had a really cute idea and then I never got around to it of course um but it was to do like a Pinterest style um, where you could yeah. see like the photo of, of whatever the teacher was doing and then a little caption of it. Um, but of course that, I never did finish that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, on your, it's on your traditional list. Yes,
0: still that. is. <laughs> so what are some of the mistakes that coaches can make when they're building relationships with teachers and what do they do about it if they've damaged a relationship in that way?
1: So one big mistake I think is one, not being authentic is is really really damaging. Um, they know when you're not being real, just like kids know when teachers not being real, mm-hmm. right? So just being off your authentic self, and when you're not being authentic, they can peep it out. They sniff it out. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is going in too soon. I feel like with a whole bunch of criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they they look at that as um, just always just not being a building up type of coach. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, I want to build you up and work together to help the students together. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And not having that togetherness mentality. Like, we're in this together. I'm working with you together. Even though I may be modeling for you, we're in this together. Whatever you need, I'm here for you mm-hmm. um, to support you. And I think that sometimes when teachers don't feel that support, I think that can really be damaging to a relationship. hmm Um, Another thing that I think can be a mistake is running to admin and, and not being um, a trustworthy coach. Yes. Um, They find out either through admin or something the admin says, they're like, there's no way that you would have known that unless I I or told you. Right. Um, And that can be damaging. And what happens is when one teacher feels that distrust, it kind of has a ripple effect. They talk to each other. Um, and then it can damage relations with other teachers too. Mm-hmm. To be really careful. Um, and I'm not saying hi, like hide things from admin, but it's very important to have that conversation with administration um, to let them know that my work is to build up teachers and to support them. And your work is different and your work is evaluative. And mm-hmm. so it's a different type of work um, in supporting teachers. And so that's um, just very important to just let them know and building that trust and that your actions behind the words that
0: you say. I mm-hmm. have, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I do want to ask about, so what do you do? Because I feel like when you don't have a coaching partner, it's hard. I love to talk about work. I talk I used to talk about work like hundred percent of the time <laughs> probably. Right. And um, so when you don't have that coaching partner, who do you talk to that is actually, because the relationships we build with teachers are very different, right? Yeah. So who do you talk to about the work or when you're frustrated about the the coaching work?
1: So I, I build a community with coaches. So I talk to coaches that are in like in my district. So we meet Mm -hmm. once a month um, that, you know, we meet and we talk about things that may be frustrating or things that I may need help with. Um, And that's helpful. I also have like a coaching like friend and we are also, you know, we definitely text each other and talk to each other and talk about um, just different frustrations that we may have Mm -hmm. Um, hard days, You know, times where I felt like, you know, well, maybe my work, it wasn't valued that day or I didn't feel valued Um, because coaching is hard and you're not always, you don't have a teacher appreciation week or a coaching appreciation week. (laughs) That's true. It's kind of one of those things that you just do, you know? Um, And so you, um, those are what I do. I think it's important to, to set up those relationships and do that one way too was very helpful is definitely because I'm on Instagram is yeah. having a coaching community there too. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful. So like having a group of coaches that actually talk to each other about their, you know, their issues or their problems. Yeah. Um, and so if you don't have anyone in, in your, like, let's say in your um, district that may be at your level, join some of those Facebook groups that, are, that talk about coaches. You, you'll feel like, Oh, I'm not the only one who's going through this as a coach. There's a lot of coaches who are going through X or Y, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, And So that's, that's very, very helpful because it's hard because you're, because you're on your Island, Mm -hmm. you don't, there's no one to talk to. You can't talk to another teacher. I mean, it's just, it's just very challenging. And Mm -hmm. so, and you can't talk to your admin. So it's like, I'm just really bummed up. Right. Um, So it's important to build a relationship with other coaches um, in the field.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good tip. Um, so, what can you do if you feel like you've damaged a relationship with a teacher? Like, if you, maybe things were going along okay, and then you feel like something took a left turn, and maybe you feel like it's your fault. <laughs> you feel like it's a result of something you did.
1: I think it's important just to go and own it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I feel like, let's say, if something is my fault, I am not afraid to go to somebody and say, a teacher and say, hey, I did that way wrong, and I apologize. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. That can go a long, long way to just be real, to just go to someone and say, you know what? I did that wrong. Or I didn't mean to call you out in the meeting. You know, that was not my intent. Or Mm -hmm. you you may have taken something wrong. I mean, there's been times when teachers have taken things wrong that I've said. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I did not mean it like that at all. And, and, you know, and I went and talked to them one on one and just said, hey, I apologize if you took it that way. That is not the way. That was my, my intent at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that goes a really long way, especially when it's definitely, when it was your fault. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's times when relationships are damaged or relationships won't move because it's not your fault, you know? Right. Um, And that's challenging because you can't make someone think a certain way. You can't make someone do what you feel like is the best practice in the classroom or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, and I almost, I almost felt like a little gnat because it's almost like I was like, Okay, um, I keep going to them and, and really talking to them and being open with them, and then they still have the wall up. I'm like, okay, I'll give you your space. And then I give them a space, and I come back. Okay, and there I am again. I'm not gonna go away, but I really, you know, especially when it's a situation where you're working with a teacher that you have to work with. Like, it's yeah. not a situation, it's not the best situation, but it's a situation where you have been told that this is the teacher you have to work with. Yes, um, And their door is shut. You know what I mean? And so you feel like a gnat, but you want to let them know we're in this together. I promise. I know it's not the best situation. I know it stinks, but I really want to help you. I really want to support you. You know what I mean? And Mm so um, I think just again, being authentic and being real with somebody and just being humble and saying, Hey, you know, if it's something that you did meet it head on, don't be afraid of, of communicating or conflict and not all conflict is bad. Sometimes it's good to just, you know, have a meeting of the mind so you can get, move forward,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Yes. I think that's very good advice and it can be hard to do because you're worried about what people are going to say
1: mm-hmm. and you're worried
0: about how people are going to react. And really you can't control any of that. Mm-hmm. You can only control what you do. Right. Um, and even that is hard to do sometimes. So. It is because <laughs> we're human. You right. I mean? right. <laughs> yeah, All nice. your face your yeah. tone of voice and all of that takes a lot of work sometimes.
1: <laughs> it it takes lots of practice.
0: Yes, it does. It does. Starting out by working with kids I think helps because sometimes you're like what is going on right now? But, but you have to get good at, you know, not not making like an irritated face or it's, something it's like that. True.
1: I mean, you you have to and you have to like just work on letting them talk, mm-hmm. right? And so like once I've said what I had to say, just being quiet. Mm-hmm. That was like one of my goals is like, I talk too much. I like, I need to listen. You know what I mean? And so sometimes you just have to hush and just listen. Because Some people just want to be
0: heard, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm the same way. I'm a talker and I'm like a problem solver. Yeah. So my instinct is whenever people start talking about problems, I, I want to say, well, have you tried this or what about this? And what if we did this? And maybe we could do this. What if I do this? Want me to help you with this? <laughs> and People sometimes are like, I'm still being annoyed and I don't want to think about that. yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I am I just need a moment you yeah
1: know? Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and sometimes it's just good to let them like work to ask the right questions for them to work through their problem themselves yes. like and so because the the goal in my mind my goal is to help them to do that on their own mm-hmm. right and so where I can wean off and then they're thinking reflectively you know what I'm saying on their own right um, so yeah
0: that's the goal Yes, absolutely. So, how do you differentiate your approach for different teachers? Because some teachers will probably respond kind of like tiers, right? Like (laughs) tier one, tier two, tier three. Some teachers are going to respond right away to you know the the attempts that you make to build relationships and and be Mm -hmm. kind. And then some people are going to be like hold out a little bit. And then some people are like no. (laughs) So,
1: yeah. um I think it's important to just get to know your different personalities it's the same to me very similar not exactly the same but very similar to the classroom so it's like important to get to know the different personalities like for instance like I may have one teacher that is needs me a little bit more right and so I need to check in with them so I do lots of check-ins and hey how you doing just a check-in to kind of they want to see me they want to you know need to be there there's some teachers who are more standoffish but may want me to check in through email like it's just it's just really important to get to know your different teachers needs Mm -hmm. and it was interesting because when I first became a coach there was one teacher who was kind of standoffish so I kind of gave her her space right um and so then I remember her coming to my room I was like hey why haven't you visited my classroom in a minute Mm -hmm. and I was like oh um I didn't like. It's like I didn't even realize that yes. because although you may think someone is like has this walla, that may be their personality. That's maybe not just them like pushing you out, but they just may not be as forthcoming as a teacher that says wants that's needy or wants to see you in it all right. the time. Does that make sense? And so yes. you and so I w- I didn't realize that you know. And I was so. And one thing I told her I was like, I'm so happy you came to me. And was just like hey i i, I want to see you i haven't seen you in a couple days or a week or whatever mm-hmm. you know popping in and i'm like oh in my mind i'm thinking i'm giving you your space in her mind she's thinking you know that's why communication is so important in building relationships right because i'm thinking one way she's thinking another way and so one thing that i feel like um is so important is that communication piece in building relationships um and making sure that there's Communication is not broken down, and that can be that can happen so easily and so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's very important.
0: Yeah, a lot of maybe misunderstood interactions or motivations that we don't really understand um, can, yeah, that can make it really challenging. Do you you ever use like, um, like a survey or a, like a form where teachers can fill in what they want from you or what kind of support they need from you? Yeah, I do that every year.
1: Mm -hmm. And I do it at the end of the year to kind of do a checkpoint of how things were, um, were done. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, um, I need to go more Google. It's a paper copy that I look over. So I, um, I give them a survey and I kind of just ask what their needs are from me. And then how they want me to communicate with them, or ways that they want me to talk, like whether or not they want me to come see them, whether or not email is okay, whether or not that you know. um, And some teachers are like, you know, I'd rather a phone. Like sometimes I check in with a phone call, especially during COVID now, because like now I'm like making the phone calls and like, hey, you know, how you doing? Um, And so it's just that is a good way. Like you were talking about the tears, to Mm -hmm. tear, kind of like your friends, your, your teacher friends, because, uh-huh. <laughs> because it helps me to say, okay, I, and it also helps me to tier them as far as the work that I'm doing, as far yeah. as their needs are, as yeah. far as professional learning, as far as how much I'm modeling for them, you know, um, and so that is super helpful. Another thing that I do is, um, like, on my email, I have a link at, to my Google Drive, but I, I was really excited to do a Google, a Google form, because it takes me a while to learn the Google life, but I um Good adjustment <laughs> and so I made this you know like a google form for the needs that they have so like if it says you know it has like a little arrow and it says check in with me and they just can click on it and then like they can fill it out however they want to fill it out and that's ongoing and mm-hmm. so if they need help ongoing or they just want to chat there's times when they just wanted to say hey can you come see me and mm-hmm. they chat with me um I also make sure like teachers can can uh, it's probably a good and not so great thing always, but they can email me and it comes to my watch on my phone. So yeah. wherever I am, <laughs> I, I may be modeling in a classroom or whatever, and wherever I am, I I can get a buzz buzz and I know they need to talk to me or whatever. And I make sure I check in with them, mm-hmm. you know, um, at that time. So yeah, I do the survey. Um, at the beginning of the year. At the end of the year, I do a survey and that's really for my own reflection, um, to see, um, how well I kind of went through the goals that we had as a school and for myself and for the teachers. Mm -hmm. Um, I do that. And then I look over um, some of the Google forms that they did throughout the year as well. So I think, um, and those help to kind of tier them. um, Also for the next year.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that way you, you kind of have a plan whenever you get started. Yeah, exactly. So what about the teachers who are not interested in working with you at all? how do you build a relationship with them so you can get into that classroom and and do some of the work there with them? Like whenever they're just like, no, I don't want you. And sometimes they are very blatant about it. And they're like overtly telling you, no, I don't need your help. And sometimes they're like more sneaky about it, like kind of covert. And they're like, "Um, I just need to reschedule. And they just keep rescheduling you like a (laughs) hundred times.
1: One thing that helps, definitely helps, me helping to get in the classroom is those lessons I was telling you about the beginning of the year year, and the end of the year Mm -hmm. that helps one for them to see um this is this is how I teach this is how I this is what I do so they can see if they decide to stay they can see what I have to offer you know to help them a little bit um and so that does help to kind of open that door a little bit and um another thing another way to help to help with building the relationships with teachers that are not as happy to work with me um it's just you know being open with them the communication of me pausing okay (laughs) i'm ready now okay (laughs) go ahead um is them being open with me and me being open with them about the fact that hey i noticed that you keep rescheduling Mm -hmm. Is there, is there an issue or is there something that you want to do differently? Or do we want to take another goal? Like, what is it? Mm -hmm. I I keep going back to the communication piece because I think that is so essential. Like, I think that is so essential in, in the work that I do now, even still, there's times when teachers will email me or teachers will text me or, Hey, Hey, I need to talk to you about X or, Mm -hmm. you know, I really need to work on this and I know I need to work on this. I'm not ready to work on this you know like it's like so I think it's important for them to be able to be open and honest with me Mm -hmm. so we can have an open dialogue um and talk about their fears or why do you think you keep rescheduling or what is it or is this something that you know so I think that's important because if you don't have the communication you can't continue to build that relationship Mm -hmm. it's no different than a relationship with my husband or with you know my best friend if my best friend is has an issue with something and she doesn't communicate that to me well the relationships like to break down because we're not being open and honest with each other. Right. So if there's a teacher like you were saying that continues to reschedule, I try to meet that at the head and say, hey, I just say and they know my teachers know i like you rescheduled me three times. What's the problem? What is? <laughs> yeah <laughs> is it a t- and, and sometimes they'll say it's just a busy time. Mm-hmm. I have this going on and this going on and this piece happening that I may not have known about. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm thinking, okay, they're, they're blowing me off, but mm-hmm. they're feeling overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Right. They, they're, they're feeling like working with me is another thing. And that's what I keep trying to like tell the teachers. It's, I don't want it. To, I don't want to be another thing on your plate. What I want to be is something to help you to support you so that it makes you your life easier in the long run or helping your mm-hmm. kids to have impact on their learning easier in the long run. Mm -hmm. Um, And so having that open dialogue and that open communication is huge. Um, And so we build the relationships I can be myself and they can be themselves and say, hey, it's I'm I'm I am just my cup is about to run over. Mm -hmm. So then my work is different. So then I go from okay let's put this this lesson I'm supposed to model for you to decide just for a second Mm -hmm. and let's talk through your what's going on. Why do you feel overwhelmed? What is happening? What can we do different? Cause now my, now my goal is different. It's shifted right. for a little bit. Um, because until they work through that, I can't do the other
0: work. Right. You know, that makes right. Sense. They're not ready for that. Mm-hmm. They're not
1: ready yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's how I kind of work through teachers who, and they just know, and it's funny, it's interesting to see as time goes on, like how relationships were at the beginning and mm-hmm. how they flourish to now, like three years later. Right. Mm-hmm um teachers who were resistant or didn't want to work with me at the beginning or just didn't want any parts of the coaching process Mm -hmm. are teachers that are asking me hey I'm letting you know ahead of time I move grade levels I'm gonna need your support next year right (laughs) so let's let's, you know so it's it's interesting to see the the floration of it and again like I said it's a marathon and not a sprint so (laughs) yeah
0: so it's different That's awesome. So are there strategies that you have found to be helpful when you're working with like groups of teachers or grade levels of teachers in PLCs, but you can use to support their relationships and your relationships with them, if that makes any sense. There's a lot of, you know, grade level dynamics. And so the relationships that teachers have with each other impacts the way that you're able to work with them in groups. So have you found a way to work around that or to work to support them in that? I have.
1: Um, There have been times when there was issues with teams, mm-hmm. and I notice the issue, right, because I'm outside looking in, I'm seeing right. the issue, um, and then I can feel the tensions kind of rising, and I try to bring them together. Again, I know, like, and I'm, they, my teachers that I work with me know I'm going to meet it at the head, and mm-hmm. and and sometimes with PLCs, you know, it's funny, when I first went to the DeFore conference, and they were saying, you know, when you're talking about teams, like not all disagreements or not all things that you don't agree on Mm -hmm. are bad. Like, it's not like we're all different. So, but the the bad thing is when you don't, we don't communicate and we don't get on one accord. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what's happened. So what I think is important is I, I try to talk to the teams often about team building, about um, it's interesting. We just chatted about I'm about having like a fun Zoom team building activity or something in this COVID crisis. Yes. We kind of come back together and try to build that team again. Um, but like definitely like just putting it out on the table. Let's chat. What is the issue? Let's get through this. Mm-hmm. And so during that time, um, I think it's important to when you bring teams together at the beginning of the year talk about team building and doing some team building activities, but doing that throughout the whole time is super important. Yes. Um, but I, I, do remember when I, the first year of me being coached at the end of the year, one of the, my feedback was I really want to do some more team building because I feel like my team could really use it. Right. So then I knew the following year that's something that I needed to make sure I, I put in there and make sure I do. Yeah. So that's why it's important to do the surveys. It's important to talk to the teams. That's one thing that is good. So, we you know, bringing the teams together when there is dissension is something that's super important. They can't do the work, and I'm not saying, like, I told like, I tell teams all the time, I'm not saying you have to be best friends and hanging out at each other's houses at night, you know, or whatever, right? But but we have to work together and build that community. You know, part of um, you know, PLC is the C part, is the Mm. community part, right? Um, and I think sometimes that may get lost. Um, but it's important that team building is so super important. Um, so maybe doing some team building activities throughout the year. Um, one thing it's interesting. I just read, um, go see the principal book by Jerry Brooks. Uh-huh. And one thing was a suggestion from him that I think is important. And I actually relate this to one of my teachers recently. If you don't eat with your team, that's fine. If you decide to do work and eat at the same time for lunch, mm-hmm. that's fine. But part of that team building is maybe eating lunch maybe once a week with your team, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I'm not. And sometimes people don't want to do it because of venting sessions. Maybe establish some norms and saying, "Hey, we're not going to vent. We're not going to do this. We're just going to just try to just hang out together, during lunch, and eat together." Mm-hmm. Um. And I and you've probably seen it too. Teams that don't. There's teams that just totally don't eat together. Like just yes. don't. Yes, there are. And I. I um. And I'm not saying you have to do it all the time, but at least, does maybe a day of week that you say, okay, Wednesdays is our lunch, we're eating together day. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Some of that, the things that you think are small help to build teams too. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so that's super helpful too. And so just little things like that, that you don't think that is a team building activity, you know what I mean? really helps to build teams, and I can see the difference in teams, so, like, teams that may eat together every day, and the teams that are, like, chatting and walking down the hallway to go get their kids from specials, and, you know, those, are, and, and it's just the chat, they're very, um, they really build communication on their team, they really build that trust, and it's super important um, with the team, and sometimes it's very challenging for me as a coach, mm-hmm. because I want them to be able to do the work together, and sometimes they need me. But then I have right. to realize that I have to kind of pull back so they
0: can kinda of build that together. Right. Yeah, figure things out. Yeah. Themselves. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, my principal when I was a coach was very um excited about team building activities, yeah. <laughs> that was like her favorite thing. So I'd put together an agenda for a workshop and she'd be like, Make sure to leave me 15 minutes. I'm like, you mean an hour for <laughs> a team building activity. And, um, she would do like one year we did, we have done some of the craziest things. We, we had some very competitive teachers. So our teachers loved to like, third grade's the best. And you know, they were, <laughs> they were crazy. And so they used to, I say third grade, cause they were the most competitive and they were each assigned to a grade level as a liaison. So like each support staff member had a grade level that they would like to like do special things with, right? Like that was your special team. So third grade for a long time was my special team and they were crazy. And so they, um, I remember one time we did a scavenger hunt, but it was, it was throughout the whole school yeah. and it was, um, you had to have, we used like rolling chairs and mm-hmm. you had to have one person on the team in the rolling chair and everybody else's hands on the rolling chair at all times. Oh, that's and so you, fun. It was crazy. They were It was one of the funniest things ever because I remember standing outside my room because I was one of the stations on the scavenger hunt was my room. So I would stand outside my room and I could just see people racing down the main hallway and like the chairs are like spinning out of control. (laughs) They were laughing. It was so funny. So we used to do things like that that were were competitive in nature because our people loved to compete. That seemed to bring them their grade level together because it was like us against everybody else, you know? It was.
1: Yeah, it's really that's super fun. Yes. And, and you know, when you do those things at like, especially at a faculty meeting, because they it makes people want to cry blood anyway.
0: Right. But
1: you put that like in there too. It makes you like, be like so excited and pumped. And then you have, it makes you and forces you to work together as a team.
0: Yes. And you laugh together and you figure things out together. And that yes. does go to building all those positive hormones that we need to build relationships. Exactly. And then the other thing that my principal, Ms. Muscle, I actually interviewed her on the podcast here. I think it was like episode six. And she she just had so many good things to talk about, um, like creating structures in your school. Mm -hmm. And so she talked about also serving people lunch because her favorite thing was to serve people food and to bring snacks and special treats that she would make at home. And she used to say, I can't, with my budget, I am very limited on what I'm allowed to spend on, but I can spend on food. so you can feed people that's what we can do so that's how we show appreciation and that's how we bring our people together and
1: that's and you've just brought up a really good point because some the teams at my school have like especially during the holidays and things like that they'll bring in a dish and then they'll do that And one way that I help with the team or when they invite me I go you know what I mean? And that's one thing for me to build relationships with them too. Like if they invite me and say, Hey, you wanna um absolutely or potluck or whatever? Yes. I make sure I go. Yes. If they say, Hey, um Susie Jane's birthday is tomorrow. You want to contribute to the gift? I contribute and I go to the little celebration. Yes. Those are there ways to build relationships with the teachers. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they're inviting you like go say yes. Yeah. yeah they say want- we're going to order t-shirts that yes. say whatever on them. And do you want to order one? Yes. And tell me when you're wearing them. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Exactly. And those are, you know, and then there's been times when like,
0: you know, I'm part of
1: the different grade level groups and they're like, uh, I, I probably pushed myself off on people, but they're like, "Hey guys, we're getting a shirt," and I'm like, "Hey, i get getting a shirt. Can I? Can I buy a shirt too?" <laughs> so they're probably like, "This really was just a kindergarten thing," but yeah, sure, to buy a shirt. <laughs> kindergarten plus. <laughs> so like you know, but those little things matter. Like you know, like when we had a student teacher, you know, they were giving her a basket. Who wants on the grade level wants to contribute? Oh yes. It. And I'm like, yeah, I want to contribute and put some things in for the team teacher when she's leaving, some right. things in the basket. Those are little things and those little things turn into big things and that's building, you know, the relationships with teachers and teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then also like, I missed the mark. I will say I missed the mark my first year um, being a coach and we do um, parades like for not Halloween, but it's, you know, uh, I guess we call it a, I don't know a character parade Okay. Halloween. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, but it's yeah. not so
1: Red Halloween. Right. Um, so we do the character, book character parade, and this is the team on the hallway that I'm on said, "Hey, you Nita, know, you want to be part of our book character parade?" I was like, this "Is my first book because I was like, "No." I was like, "You know what our team is doing? The teachers, so we're dressing up as I don't remember what they were dressing up as, but let's say the Wizard of Oz or something like that. You want to be a part of that?" And I was like, "No, it's okay. It's for your team. You go ahead." Uh huh. And I really missed the mark on that. Um, Because it was hard for me as a new coach, because I was like, I don't want anyone to think that I'm, you know, gravitating towards this team or that team. All this right, thing myself, and so I think I missed the mark on that because I'm on their hallway and they were trying to bring me in, right? That, and so, yeah. and I was like, no, it's okay, y'all go ahead. That's a team thing, and they never asked me again. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, and I think it's because you know sometimes you miss the mark, and then there, yeah, and I had to go to them and say hey, I really want to be included on blah, blah, blah. And they're right. like, okay, you know, because, because I'm the one that missed
0: the mark. No, mm-hmm.
1: that makes sense. And yes. I didn't realize at the beginning that they were trying to bring me
0: in. Right.
1: Um, and sometimes that happens and because we're not perfect as coaches I and mean, we're just not, we're people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I just think when you do miss the mark,
0: it's important again for building relationships for you to say, Hey, I miss the mark. I wanna be I wanna be included. Yeah, never
1: mind. I've made a huge mistake. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no.
0: laughs> Yeah, I'll participate. Yeah, exactly. It does happen. We all do things where we're like, why did I do that? That was Great. what was I worried about? And I get being worried about like not favoring one team over another or favoring yeah. a teacher over another because that gossip is like a whole other level. <laughs>
1: If it looks like you have
0: favorites, like oh, she always goes with such a grade, or she oh, she's always in so and so's room.
1: She's always in so and so's room. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that is also something I totally understand being concerned about that, but that's true. If they're trying to invite you in and nobody else is inviting you in, well, go on in. You're part of it, and
1: helps with you not feeling so much on an island. Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, that's perfect. So, okay, so this is really good stuff for building teams of teachers and relationships with individual teachers, but administrators are sort of a different animal (laughs) when it comes to relationships, right? And you've talked about that a little bit, about how you have to kind of make that clear at the beginning of the year, what that relationship with teachers is going to look like and what it looks like to keep um, confidence, so how do you build a positive working relationship with your administrator? Because I, like, for example, I know someone I, I love very much right now is struggling very much with her administrator. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's sometimes you're just like, I don't even know what else to do with this person because we are just philosophically so different. Um, and not everybody has that problem, but some people do.
1: And that can be challenging. I think the first mm-hmm. and foremost is to, um, and, I'm, and I have a new principal this year, but to ask for what your expectations of me. What are your expectations of me as a coach? Um, so that may look differently with different administration, um, and so I think that's super um, important to make sure that you ask what the expectations are. Mm-hmm. One, um, it's important that you together are coming together to figure out the goals of the school. Yes. So, like for instance, like if we're if you're doing the student improvement plan, like. I want to be involved in that or I want to say, you know, see it and help to help improve the school. What are the goals so that we can be aligned, you know, and, and what is that going to look like? You know, um, that's super important. One, again, open communication, but it's very challenging when that's your boss. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Yes. Yeah. So, but I think I and like I tell everyone that um, like my teachers that I work with, you can say anything respectfully right? Yes, I agree. You feel about something is respectfully. Mm-hmm. And um, timing is important in doing that, but the right time and the way you speak and how, um, how you say things means a lot. So um, I feel like, you know, with, with most administration, I'm not going to say all, but most administration, if you come to them respectfully and you come to them, okay, but this is how I feel about X, or I feel like this is being done, and I don't know whether or not this is really effective. Just, I think most, not all, will be able to receive that. Mm-hmm. If not receive it, at least hear you. And it's been said, so it's in the air, it's in the atmosphere. So it's one of those right. things that even if they can't, even if they don't agree, you've already spoke it. So they, they have to, most of the time, they think about it anyway. So like, it's gonna make them rethink how things are done. Even if their answer was no, we're gonna still do it this way. Does that right. make sense?
0: Yes, but it's um, at least like taking them through the thought process. So maybe next time they have to make a decision, they're, they're aware of that.
1: They're aware of that. I think that's important. Um, I also think regular check-ins are important. So like Mm -hmm. when I say check-in, I'm not saying, oh, I work with these teachers today and this is what they struggled with. A check-in is saying, I've been working on mentor sentences with this grade level or I'm working on this and I'm, I'm making sure that I'm aligning with our school goals, like I'm still aligning with school goals, like mm-hmm. if our school goal is talking about, we're going to focus on literacy this year, and these are the ways mm-hmm. we're going to do that, through mentor sentences, close reading, guided reading, this is how ways we're going to do that, well, if I'm working on, I don't know, something out that doesn't align with that, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to need, we're going to need check-ins to make sure that I get back in alignment with that, or, you know, if, the, if also, if the principal wants something differently, done differently, then That's their time to communicate as well. Yes. Um, So I think definitely um, regularly check in with your principal, Um, open communication in a respectful way. Again, I think anything, most things can be said in a respectful way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it will most, if anything, help your principal to think, help your admin to think about it. Um, And so those are some ways in building relationships with with your admin. I'm very clear, though, when they're talking about expectations that I'm not of a coach that's going to, I always say run, tell that, but always run to tell something Mm -hmm. that's happening in the classroom. Um, And that can get a very tricky line, especially when your admin is designating you to work with a teacher. Right. Um, And that's a very hard place to be as a coach Mm -hmm. um, because they always want, when they designate you to work with a teacher, they always are like, okay, so how is it going? You know? Yes. So like, you can still say, how's it going without bashing the teacher? It's going great. They, we're working together. We're, you know, we're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You can still say that and not be very detailed into,
0: you know, does that make sense? And yeah, check- you can. we're just getting started. Um, we <laughs> started looking at some of the practices and <laughs> try to just exactly. yeah <laughs> get some
1: information where they feel like, okay, I got some information, but you're not. Ruining that relationship with that teacher, you know what I'm saying, because that's what they're expecting you to do if especially if a teacher has i mean an administrator has told you to go work right. with that teacher they the teacher is not expecting you because they know you know that that you're you've been you know assigned to them quote unquote mm-hmm. for lack of a better word um and so they're waiting for you to go tell the principal what they are or aren't, or aren't doing, and right. so it's a very tricky line, a very fine line, and so I think it's important to express that to your administration at the beginning and say, hey, this that's not, that's not what coaches do. We're non-evaluative. And I say that a lot. I know my teachers get tired of me saying that, but I'm like, I'm non-evaluative. When I come and observe you, I'm not your evaluator.
0: I'm right.
1: just here to give you some tips and help you and help you grow and um, work with you. So mm-hmm.
0: Yes, that, that's a good point. You know, my contract from the district, whenever they realigned all the contracts, was very explicit in that I was part of the team held accountable for test scores um, okay. on my campus. And I do think a lot of coaches have to work through those kinds of situations where they're maybe not the ideal traditional coach position. Yeah. Um, where you have maybe a blend. Some people are part-time coach, part-time AP. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm you like, know? how does that work? I don't know. That would just blow my mind. <laughs> it would blow my mind. Yeah. So, um, so I know that that's a real challenge. And so like for me, for example, I know that people were actually placed back in the classroom if um, scores were not growing. And, um, so that, so there was actually some like response to this, if you, there was a consequence, right? So that does kind of put some pressure on you to make sure that teachers are actually, um, you know, applying these strategies and making positive Mm -hmm. change. And that can make it hard to be patient. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It really does. I mean, I can't,
1: my, my job is not that way, Mm -hmm. but I mean, but my, and my hope is that, you know what I'm doing is affecting kids and affecting, mm-hmm. you know, helping them to grow. But I don't think, and this, I don't know, but I don't think that it always shows up on a test score. No, it doesn't. You know what I'm saying? The growth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so um, that's, that would be a challenge, you know, because some the growth doesn't always happen because mm-hmm. they make a high score or not a high score on, you know, whatever. It's all about progress. You know what I mean? Yep. That, would be, that would be challenge, very challenging.
0: It was. Um, if my <laughs> you
1: know was tapped into whether mm. or not we grow on the standardized test. I mean, that would be challenging. But yeah, um, but I do think still in that case, if you're if you're checking with your administrator, mm-hmm. um, constantly looking at data, constantly doing you know right. aligning yourself with the expectations that they have for you and you have for your ad- admin as well. Um, I think that the relationship could be built and could be a strong one, mm-hmm. um, especially when both of uh, both sides understand the expectations and the goals.
0: Yes, yeah, that's actually one of the uh, modules in my course, the Confident Literacy Coach, is about looking at your own like what you want to accomplish this year as a coach and creating your own goals and then taking those to your administrator having a conversation with them making adjustments making sure you're on the same page Mm -hmm. and it kind of walks people how to do that through through how to do that because if you don't you get started with your coaching work and then you're a month in and you're like this is what are they asking me to do this is not at all what I thought we were going to work on and Mm -hmm. or this is not the direction I thought we were going to go or I didn't know this is how this was going to work they were just going to tell me what to do and I had to jump and do it Mm um so (laughs) so yeah you really want to have those conversations and sometimes people are a little delusional about how they operate so they might say oh sure you'll have a lot of autonomy and you'll be able to do this and you'll be able to you know set your own schedule and then they set you up for 87 meetings a day right so sometimes they don't really realize that's what's happening they think they're giving you autonomy but then structurally they're not yeah Um, but at least if you have that conversation you can say you know I'm realizing that you know we had talked about having some autonomy and the ability to choose teachers to work with and to fit people in and, Mm -hmm. and to respond to the needs on the campus. But my schedule is so full of meetings. I'm having trouble doing that. So Um, What is there something that we could do so that I can support teachers as that comes up? And if you, like you're saying, you can say pretty much anything as long as you think of, I just used to think about how do I go about saying this? How can I frame this in a way that is like a problem solving approach Mm -hmm. um, that I am asking for their support or their input on instead of saying, this is just not working for me.
1: (laughs) Also, I think you're so right. And also having, I really, every administrator that I've worked with wants like, solutions so yeah. like it's like this so if i'm gonna go to them and say hey this is an issue i'm having with having 100 meetings i'm not i don't have any time in my schedule to do to work with teachers it's looking right. like you know, um here are some solutions that, to this issue that i think would help right um they really appreciate that because <laughs> then they don't they have 100 things that they have going on
0: um yeah they don't have time to solve all your problems they
1: don't have time. <laughs> so like what about these these are some different solutions and they're yes. like oh, well, yeah that's fine let's try B." you know yes. whatever um so then you're like yay I just that's win because I just won out because I went with them with the problem but I also am solution oriented so I totally. also said okay these are some solutions that I feel like can you know solve that issue yeah so just having a problem and saying, hey, this is my
0: problem. Yes, that is such a good point. I remember whenever I was a new teacher, or not a new teacher, but my, my, early on in my teaching career, okay. um, I had a principal and people would say, Ugh, whenever I go to him with all these you know, this problems and we're having all these issues, he doesn't let me do anything. He doesn't, fix my, you know, he doesn't like, give me any ideas or fix any of these problems. And I was like, really? Because I would go to this principal and I'd be like, well, this is what's going on. So this is what I think I should do. Yes. And he would always say, do what you need to do. That's what he always told me. Do what you need to do. And I was like, okay. So then I would go off and do it. You know, just yeah. making sure you're okay with it. But yeah. he was always fine. But but I, for other people, I guess they were just going in and being like, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. And what do you want me to do about this? And he was just like, I don't know. It's your job to figure that out, isn't it? So well, yeah, I mean, because like everyone has complaints. You know yes. what I mean? About, right. So
1: the thing is, is that I guess as an administrator, you'd be like. I'm going to need you to come with a solution to that issue. Yes. What is your solution? What are your ideas for and what you want to do? Yeah. I mean, right. and so it doesn't, it just, it just makes it for a better relationship when Absolutely. you go in and if you have a problem with something, one, to communicate it, that's a, I mean, I, I, one thing about um, working in the school system is that you hear a lot of gossip and I'm like, y'all let's cut, just get to the chase. You know, my <laughs> thing is that if you think, Okay, so Nita's been in her room all week. One, I've been, like, overloaded in data analy- analyzation okay. and all this. You know, I'm, she's just chilling all week. Well, ask me. <laughs> hey, what are you You're doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. I'd much rather be in your rooms. You right. Like, doing that. that I, like, yes. when, I'm at, when I'm in my room at my desk, I don't, use most best believe I don't want to be there. <laughs> in rooms. Uh-huh. I know that sounds crazy, but it's just I'd rather be working with teachers and with kids and and be in the rooms. So mm-hmm. like but when that gossip happens, meet the people at the head just ask. Right. Hey, w- hey what you doing? Then I'll right. tell you I got look at my desk. I got this, I got this, I got this yeah. and you have all these things going on and then they're like, oh yeah. And they're slowly because they're like, I don't want that gig. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um so <laughs> So, I mean, you know, it's just communication.
0: Yes, that's very true. Yeah, I remember one time I walked into a... a the lunchroom and our teachers, most of them the grade levels would eat lunch in the lunchroom. Yeah. And so they um I walked in and I it was the end of the school year and I had, like you're saying, eighty seven hundred thousand things on my table to do. And I were all had to be done, like the purchasing stuff had to be done and the mm-hmm. copies had to be ready for next year and all this stuff had to be, you know, everything all this stuff had to be checked back in and everything had to be done by a certain point. Yeah. And I walked into the lounge to say, you know, whatever grade, second grade, um, Mm -hmm. did you, I didn't get the master copy of the resource you wanted copied over the summer, so do you have that, or do you need me, you know, what do you need me to do, and apparently, I did not address another grade level, whenever I walked in, I didn't, like, say hello to all, I just (laughs) walked right to the grade level that I was talking to, and- Oh, sorry? I said, tsk, tisk. Yeah, exactly. I know. Shame on me. So <laughs> I didn't, I should have brought my trumpets and made a fanfare or something, but yeah. I didn't. So I, uh, later on, one of the teachers was saying, was, she was like, Well, the teachers in my grade were like, Wow, is she mad at us or what? And she goes, And I told him, You're working on so much stuff right now, and yes. nobody's getting anything to you that you need. And yes. you keep asking us for stuff, and we're not doing it. Yes that's right that's why it's important for people to know like yeah. you're like hey you
1: know like it's just and it's funny because when they get when you build those relationships and you get to know the teachers mm-hmm. they know your personality too right so, so they know Ooh, she sent an email and she didn't say hey guys what's up blah blah, blah. she just said hi friends da, 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 da. right you know and yes. they can tell even through email they're like there's teachers that come in, which I really appreciate, and check in on me. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, you good? Yeah, right? nice. yeah. Especially when you're used to being like bubbly and speaking to everybody. And so they knew, that teacher knew, hey, you know, she is stressed. Like she has a lot going on right now. Right. So she's her bubbly self is because her desk is sky high and she right. has five different projects going on at
0: once. Right. One track mind right now. That's what yeah. I was thinking. I was like, what do I need to accomplish right now? Yeah. <laughs> yes, so Exactly
1: so when it's the relationship goes both sides that's you know true what I mean
0: mm-hmm. um
1: there are times like even through um like COVID-19 mm-hmm. it was crazy working like like in my office I still had to make sure my kids were you know doing their lessons for their teachers you know and um the teachers could sense I guess through email like I'm sending an email about okay helping teachers do this, helping you, you know, navigate digitally, helping you do this. Oh, you know, and so i do a lot of different things. And I had teachers reaching out to me and say, Hey, are you taking care of yourself? I know you're, thank you for taking care of us. And we appreciate you so much, uh-huh. but make sure you're taking care of yourself. That's really and, nice. Yeah. And so, but I think that when you build those relationships, that is what begins to happen. Yes. It's, it's more than just a coaching teacher relationship. It becomes a family and mm-hmm. they realize you help us so much make sure you're doing this for you. It's okay to take a break. You know what I mean? Um, And I think that is what is powerful in that. And, and, you know, and it's because this has been a marathon for me. It's not something that happens. You know, I turn the light switch on and it happens. Does that make sense? Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. People are more likely to be gracious with you if they know, um, if they know you, if they know who you are and they know that you care about them too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So what is the number one takeaway that you want people to walk away with from this conversation? Like if they only remember one thing, what should they remember?
1: Um, to be authentic, be their authentic self. I
0: can't just do one thing. Can I do I one know. One? You can do like seven <laughs> things if you want.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> make sure you're being authentic that's because you can see through that. Um, one, that building relationship takes time. You mm-hmm. know, it's a marathon and not a sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, and little things matter in building relationships. Yes. So when you get invited to something, go, you know, if, um, teachers are asking to vent to you, let them vent, let them let, be a listener, be a listening ear. Um, all those things work together in building relationships. Um, and it's going to take time. Some days are going to be better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and just give yourself grace in the process.
0: Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Where can people find you online if they want to learn more?
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram. Is probably my biggest um, place that I'm at, but um, you can find me on Instagram, love, teach, bless. Um, I am also on Facebook, love, teach, bless. Um, I do a little bit of Twittering, but not, I'm not the greatest at it, but no, that's my teach, least
0: favorite bless. platform. <laughs> Sorry.
1: It is. <laughs> I don't know why I guess it's just because it's just no
0: pictures and words. It feels so cold to me. It's like, why what's happening here? <laughs>
1: I just have not. I just don't
0: know. And then like, okay, this is a whole nother issue, but then
1: I like put too much. Like I'm like I'm like spilling out my whole thing and then I run out of characters
0: and then I'm like, Oh, I guess I was just supposed to say one thought. It, and then it, no, do I need to do that thing where they do one of seventeen and then I'm, I do two well, of seventeen? How do you continue this thread? Yeah, right. I really struggle with Twitter, but I am on Twitter. It's not a, an intuitive interface to me at all. It's,
1: it's, just, it's just not, but some people love it. Um, yeah. So those are places. So um, most of the time you can just find, love, teach, bless, and usually, you know.
0: You, can you are it. attached to that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Okay, and then coaches, I want you also to look into the download that I have for you on the show notes for this episode. Um, I have a Coaching Resistant Teachers Challenge. It's a five-day plus one challenge, and it will walk you through um, the steps that you can apply to build relationships and change how your relationship is working with those teachers who have not been interested in your support. So check that out for sure at buzzingwithmisfy.com. And thank you so much, Nita, for being here with us today. I think this was really helpful, and I really loved talking to you. It was really fun. Um, And I think that people are going to walk away with some ideas about how they can, can thoughtfully uh, build relationships with teachers.
1: Thank you so much. It's been awesome being on here and chatting with you.
0: Alright, happy coaching guys. Thank you for listening to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast. Want more coaching ideas? Check me out at buzzingwithmissb.com and on Instagram at Buzzing with Miss B. If you love the show, share it with a coach who would love it too, or leave me a review on iTunes. It's free and it helps others find this show. Happy coaching.